This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Will Hill here on the Sports Better's Paradise. And uh, I guess misery loves company. So, Will, maybe that's why you're on today because uh, both of us uh, had the Milwaukee Bucks in the series. I said, this is so easy. This is an exhale spot for the underdog heat up 3 1. So, uh, take. Take plus money at plus 115 to uh, win the series. I'm going to have a big middle set up, maybe seven points or so, give or take a half a point uh, in game six. And, well, a 16-point lead was blown up. I was really set up also to have a great night in Major League Baseball. Hit two dogs, Pittsburgh plus $1.25, the Nationals plus $1.80, and then had a three-run lead, Seattle Philly, and a four-run lead in Miami and Atlanta. They pulled Sandy a little bit too early, and but the biggest – the biggest one. And I listen, I love going to Saratoga. I love going to Del Mar. I hate that guy that looks at the race and blames everybody but his handicap. One thing that I failed to handicap here, and that's the damn bench, because that was a mismatch between Spolstra and Boonhuzer uh, uh, last night. I mean, that, man, where do we start? The first challenge in the first four minutes? I mean, playing Jimmy Butler head up. I just watched him go for 56. And he didn't try and double him or box in one or, I mean, put Giannis on him. I mean, how could I just negate the bench factor in this one? Because that, 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 was, that was a complete mismatch on the bench, uh, Spolster versus Budenhauser. Yeah, and, and the funny thing about this game is, and well, it's not funny to us, but uh, the interesting thing is this game was over like 10 different times. Miami was a little feistier than you expected early. They're up six or seven. All right, Milwaukee pulls away. They're up like 10 into the first half. You think, all right, we've seen this movie before. Bucks are going to pull away. But Miami's going to say, all right, we fought the good fight. We'll see you in Miami. Miami keeps crawling back, crawling back. Bucks pull away again. They're up 10, they're up 12, they're up 16. And you feel good, and oh, Miami's crawling back again. Miami pulls away. I mean, just so many different times. And then finally, they're up four with seven, eight seconds left. The live line is like minus three thousand or something on the bucks because sometimes those apps, those apps are always ahead of the score. When you have a lot of money, you just want to. I'm sometimes looking at the apps, just trying to figure out my fate before uh, before I see it unfold. And they're up four. Vincent hits the three, and then uh, I mean, we know what happened from there. And I was actually wondering, and this is a complete second guess, but. With like seven, eight seconds left, you're up four. We always talk about should you foul up three. Man, if you start fouling up four with four seconds left, it's very hard if you just foul all the way through and you just start trading free throws. It's very hard to make up four four points. I guess, you know, it, it is a second guess. And if he doesn't hit the three. Will, at the, at the least, some situational awareness for right. the Bucs. You can't give up a clean look from three. You can't. I mean, that was, that was wide open. I mean, you cannot do that. Um, the other thing is Giannis. And, and as, as this game, once it got to overtime, I'm like, I don't know how – my uh, Milwaukee can win 
uh, Miami is just getting higher quality shots. I mean, Giannis was completely, his confidence was shot. If, he, if they're making him shoot 10 to 12 foot uh, mid-range jumpers, they weren't, they were so ugly. And then at the line, Ugh. I mean, those were Shaquille O'Neal blindfolded attempts, some of those. Barely drawn iron, clanking, I mean, not even close. Uh, we, we, we all see the box score, 10 of 23, but some of those 13 misses, Will, were unbelievably bad. And he has those moments. I mean, he, he quieted those demons a little bit in the finals a couple years ago where he had the great game from the free throw line. He scored 50-whatever points. Uh, but he right. has a little bit a little bit of that. He has a little bit of that pitcher that can't find the strike zone and starts walking people. It's, there, there's a similar feeling to that. Where it's a helpless feeling if you're watching it where you just you know it's in his head. You know he's in his own head. And, I mean, we're, we're a few minutes in here. We didn't even mention after everything that happened, you get a rebound down two. You got a clean look at, a, at maybe a, a two to tie to go to double overtime or a three. You don't even get a shot off. It's unbelievable how that happens. And uh, Giannis fouled the three-point shooter, too, when it looked like they were stealing the momentum back. They had cut it to two with, like, 40 Huge. seconds Huge, good left. point. I thought the yes. announcer, I think it was Matt Weiner doing the game, I think he really undersold it, too. He's like, oh, by the way, three-shot fouls. Like, three-shot foul. This is the one seed about to be eliminated, one of the great upsets in uh, in NBA history. I thought they really sort of undersold it. Uh, and it, it really wasn't great for the NBA, too. I know they didn't want, probably didn't want to go against the draft, but to have two really sort of uh, epic games, not that Golden State-Sacramento was epic, but just in terms of the the importance, the storylines, to have those games going head-to-head last night, I hated that. I didn't think it made any sense. But uh, good morning. How are That's you today? Everything point. good? <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, listen, man, we got to we gotta own up. You know, the, the last week in my NBA picks, I, I swept the board in 4-0. But uh, I just... I just liked all of the home teams, the higher-seeded teams, being in a desperate uh, desperation spot, a closeout spot. We just saw the closeout teams go 3-0 and against the spread the night before, and I just thought it would be more of an exhale. Man, the Knicks were never challenged by Cleveland, but Milwaukee, and I looked in game two because I said, man, am I out the woods? Should I hedge for half of it? It was plus 16.5. I had a four-and-a-half point middle. Uh, in the game last night, and certainly for my series bet, but uh, I, I did not. Uh, I did not pull the trigger. I, I know one thing, and we'll get to it in just a second. But the Knicks, um, the Knicks are not going to allow Jimmy Butler to nope. beat them one single handedly. There's no way that Tom Thibodeau is going to al- allow that to happen. That series starts uh, on Saturday. Let's get to uh, tonight's lone game, uh, uh, Will, and it's Boston forced to Game Six. But they got to go to Atlanta for this game six. Uh, upset Trey Young with the 30-footer uh, to win it in uh, in game five. Boston at Bet Rivers right now, seven and 232. Haven't bet it. I would lean towards taking the seven. If I had to make a bet on the game, though, I'd probably I'd go over 232, and I might have been uh, betting that. I've been betting the over these past couple games. They're just playing at a really high pace. They're both both teams are shooting a ton of threes. Uh, just man, you talk about the Bucks collapse. The Celtics were up what thirteen with six minutes to go, about to close them out. Yep. Get ready for Embiid and sitting the Sixers. Embiid's not going to have any rest. It's important to close it out. And now you're looking at a situation where you got to win a game on the road to avoid a game seven, which is hard to believe. I would think Boston would win the game. But, man, uh, that was a strange loss the other night. You can co- have plenty of questions about their coach. I know in Boston they're killing their coach. The seven looks a little inflated. I'm sure Boston will probably win. I'd lean towards taking the seven. I think my better play, though, would be on the over. I think these teams are, have both had a hard time stopping the other one. I'm with you as well. I'm leaning toward uh, taking Atlanta plus the seven in that spot as well. And, man, um, yeah, a lot of easy buckets uh, in uh, in this series as well. So that uh, over 232 uh, is tempting. That's the only game to go up against the draft tonight. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, Golden State uh, game six. 
Uh, they go back home to San Francisco, seven and a half and two thirty-five. De'Aaron Fox early said, "Well, he might not be compromised on this, but man, he a, missed a lot of shots that he normally hits up over the course of the game, and they added up. Sacramento, big effort, but still, Fox is going to be at a hundred percent. He was not Golden State." Lipsy uh, home court advantage, 7.5-235 tomorrow night. Yeah, we've seen Golden State do this for years, just series after series, where they're so good at home and they just find a way to win one or two on the road, and that's all you need. Uh, and you figure Golden State closes them out. But it doesn't feel like there's 7.5 points that separate these teams. But, man, that building is going to be crazy. They're going to be out for blood tomorrow. I'd have a hard time taking the Kings. It's, it's unfortunate because I think the Kings, I think this was a pretty evenly matched series. I think the plus 225 on the Kings was a good bet for a team where these teams are pretty even, fairly even. And uh, the Kings had home court. But in order to win this series, the Kings needed their best fastball. They couldn't throw 90% of their best fastball. And with Fox compromised just a little bit, uh, Sabonis hasn't played well. Herder hasn't given him anything. Uh, I just think it's going to be hard for the Kings. So I'd probably lean towards uh, towards laying the points here. I'd be surprised here for getting a Game 7. It's unfortunate because this was a really fun series and just doesn't feel like it's a fair fight with Fox even a little bit compromised here. No, it, it was one of the more memorable series uh, that I can remember. I mean, it had so much action. I mean, the obvious storylines were the upstart Kings uh, breaking the, the longest uh, playoff drought in uh, in professional sports. Golden State, the champs, at full strength and and they were just giving them in the, the atmospheres at at, the, at these places, but yeah, uh, De'Aaron Fox being uh, being less than a hundred percent is just a killer for this. When I lean toward Golden State as well, Lakers in Game Six. How about this? We could have the six versus seven seed Western Conference semifinal. Lakers back same price as they were in Game Five. They got that overtime and got that foul with point three seconds to go for Reeves to hit those two free throws. L.A. four and a half, two nineteen and a half Friday night against Memphis. I think the Lakers close them out. Again, I don't know that there's four and a half points that separate these teams. The Lakers shot the three extremely well in game one. They have really put put up brick after brick uh, after that. Neither of these teams can really can really shoot the ball well, score well. Uh, boy, it, it, I think the Lakers would win. I would I would lean towards laying the points here. But uh, what's the over-under on this game? 219 and a half. I'd probably go under here. Closeout game, max intensity. I think these teams are a little tight. I don't think the Lakers would win seven in, in Memphis. So this is, to me, this is essentially a game seven where um, obviously if the Lakers win, they advance. I think if Memphis wins, now they're uh, they're a decent-sized favorite to advance. So I would go under here. I think the Lakers advance. Again, i just not crazy about laying the four and a half. I, I guess I'd lean towards laying the four and a half, though. But uh, to me, this is an under game. I just think both offenses are sort of broken and hard to watch at, a lot, at, at times. I, I'm, I'm leaning on taking the points in Memphis. I think it's going to be a repeat of game four where yeah. the Lakers were more than fortunate to cover. Heck, they were uh, fortunate to get that thing into overtime as uh, Memphis had. You know, it was, I mean, can you can you count on back-to-back-to-back three-pointers by uh, right. D'Angelo Russell? So, I mean, the uh, the high arc and shot over the best shot blocker in, uh, in basketball uh, over Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, to uh, put it in overtime. And so – I'm I'm taking the the points uh, plus the four and a half. Um, Memphis, just shut up and play, please. I mean, they are you, you can't be antagonistic and sensitive. It's just a bad mix. Exactly, so, so immature too. I mean, there's such an immaturity team. I think that's probably why I lean towards the Lakers. There's just such an immaturity with with Memphis with Morant. They're pointing to the crowd during the plays of Brooks. Everything they're hard to take. I mean, they act like they've won. They act like they're the Warriors and they've won a bunch of titles here. They've done nothing. They won one one series last year against Minnesota. They were lucky to get out of that, and they act like you know they're the three time defending champs it's really tough to take 
Saturday, all right, we got uh, these uh, second-round matchups set up uh, in for the series. The Knicks are minus $1.27 in the series in game one. They're four and a half, two oh seven against Miami. Showed me a lot of maturity in game five. Whew. Closing out uh, Cleveland easily, easily. Randall precautionary with that ankle left, but he looked like he was moving okay, uh, should be okay. And listen, Tom Thibodeau will have some, something different to, th- to throw at Jimmy Butler. But Butler is, I mean, white hot right now. Yeah, you wonder if the few days here cool off Butler. I mean, it, it does give Butler a chance to catch his breath. The most amazing thing besides the shot making, and that was an all-time, uh, as, bad, as painful as that was for us as Bucks betters, that was an all-time performance, obviously, by Butler in that series. His cardio is incredible. He just never stops running. He's defending Giannis at times. He's defending Brook Lopez. He just never seems to run out of energy. You wonder if that catches up to him. It's hard to put your, your, you know, wrap your arms around what Miami is because this was not a good shooting team all year, and they came into this series and just shot yeah. the cover off the basketball. Like you said, I think Thibodeau will have a, a better game plan for Butler, which is a fascinating little subplot to the series. I mean, there's so many subplots in the series. Nick's Heat, which was a, a yearly tradition, an annual tradition back, you know, in the '90s. So many tough, physical, classic series. Allen Houston and Pat Riley. It was such a great rivalry. Uh, and we get to rekindle that. And then Thibodeau versus Butler. I mean, they were together in Chicago. They were together briefly in Minnesota. Uh, you know, does Thibodeau knowing Butler, does that give the Knicks an advantage here? I just think the Knicks with home court and with depth, I think that gives them enough to get over the finish line. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a physical series. Uh, Spolster's obviously a hell of a coach. And look, Butler was the best player in a series with Giannis. So Butler's probably going to be the best player in a series. And sometimes that's as simple as, as it is, as, as it comes when it, you know, when, when you're picking these series, just who's got the best player. But I think the Knicks' depth, their home court, uh, I, I think gets them over the finish line. I, it's not going to be a short series. I don't think anyone's winning in four or five. To me, this is Knicks in six, maybe in seven. But I do think Knicks at minus 127 here for the series is a good bet. You, you, you see Miami, and, and listen, they beat the Bucks in five, so it was it's fantastic. But they can't get any more out of Butler. They can't shoot any better. You talk about their uh, regular season statistics, pretty much bottom five in all Amazing. shooting statistics for the regular season. We talk about what's uh, you know what's sustainable from the regular season and to the postseason because it is such a different style of game. But the Knicks did this in five. Well. Without a ton from Julius Randle, right? Who has no? Who's carried these guys for for a big stretch? Hey, we've uh, we've seen Brunson do it in the playoffs last year. Okay, so he's fine with his postseason nerves in that game. You know, him being able to get off his shot as well uh, in the postseason. So I uh, and, and listen, major upgrade uh, again on the bench uh, from Coach Bood to uh, Thibodeau uh, here. So that's um. I, I just think that there's going to be a little different look for Jimmy Butler when he has the basketball. Yep, totally agree. Not going to be uh, not going to be as easy. They're going to spend uh, the next few days here just figuring out ways to get the ball out of his hands and make somebody else beat you. And I think that's uh, that's enough for the Knicks to get this series. And man, the Knicks one one series away. If they win this series in their favor to do so, Knicks in the conference finals. It's just it's hard to believe. It really is hard to wrap your head around it. Phoenix uh, is a slight favorite over Denver in this series. Uh, the uh, the road team uh, minus a dollar twenty one. Denver even money at Bet Rivers right now. Denver in game one two and a half two twenty five. 
It's interesting. Neither team has a lot of depth. Uh, it, it's hard to win a series in five games like the Suns did and be less impressive. I mean, no Kawhi the last three games, no Paul George at all. And they were really, they had to fight tooth and nail just to get past you know Westbrook and Terrence Mann and all these guys for the Clippers. It was really not impressive. But on the other hand, I don't know if, if Jokic is completely healthy. He was really bad in game five. He w- he wasn't moving around well, which is hard to tell because he's never he, he never moves around great. He's a he's a slower plotting player. But if you remember, he had calf injuries late in the year. He missed some games with it. I don't think it was load management. I think it was a legit injury. I don't know if he re-aggravated, but to me, he just didn't look great uh, in Game Five against Minnesota. Now they only have to play these the series start to get spread out a little bit more. They have a little rest between the end of Minnesota and the start of Phoenix. To me, this might be the uh, boy. This is a hell of a second round. This might be the best series of the whole playoffs. We're looking at a long series, probably six or seven games. I'll go with Phoenix here, just Durant and Booker. That duo was so hard to stop. Uh, I do think there was a physicality with the Clippers that gave Phoenix trouble that Denver's not going to have just on defense. Denver's not a great defensive team. So I'll go with Durant and Booker, that duo here. Look, I wouldn't be shocked if Denver won, but um, I, I, I will go with Phoenix here uh, to win this series and go to a conference finals. I'm gonna uh, I'm going against you on this one, Will, and the reason being, I thought Phoenix just was dealt a really favorable card yep. that uh, Kawhi Leonard was knocked out of the series. I mean, they they're already playing shorthanded without Paul George, and th- this thing was gonna. I'm not saying that the Clippers would have won for sure, but that was a t- a, a coin toss who was going to come out of that series with a healthy Kawhi Leonard, with, the way he was playing, injured. <laughs> and and being the old playoff Kawhi that he was, torn meniscus now, we know that he was actually playing through some pain, a lot of pain and swelling as opposed to, you know, just uh, the load management, uh, more of the popular. I'm, I'm just not feeling 100%. Right. I'm going to bow out of this one. So that's my reason to uh, fade uh, Phoenix in this one. I like Denver in the series and also in game one, minus two and a half. They're certainly tough. I mean, Booker is on fire. I mean, he can only do so much, and those games were still competitive, right. him producing at that level. So it concerns me a little bit, and i just not sold on the continuity level of the Phoenix Suns, having played uh, so little. So just a few more games together, and no doubt they'll be dangerous, and the market certainly is backing them because they were the favorite to win the West before it started, and they still are uh, right now. All right, well, it's draft night, uh, so uh, back and forth with these line movements. I'm officially stressed uh, with a, a lot of my bets. So um, you uh, you got a few of them, you, some of your best ones right now. And, well, Will, if you hit this one, uh, you'll be hearing me scream all the way from down to Bayou in uh, South Louisiana. Will Levis to go number two plus 300. Oh, I didn't realize we're aligned on this. Now there were some better prices out there. And look, when you're if you're just arriving the day of the draft, it's harder to win. It's something you have to monitor throughout the uh, the draft season. You catch a lot better numbers. But uh, look, I, I just think they need a quarterback. From everything I've heard from people that I trust, that you know, look, it, it's not. It hasn't been a great year to get information where you have nothing concrete. Usually, we know the first two or three picks. But from everything we heard, Levis is their QB two. Um, and, and the owner wants a quarterback. So I'm just going to take a shot here at 3-1 to one that Levis is the pick. Do I feel great about it? No, but at 3-1, to one, I do think, look, if I had to guess who the pick is, I do think it's going to be Levis. Uh, so we will see. I, I'm curious when this starts to leak. We, we, don't even, we didn't even get an official word that it's young yet. I'm sure it will be young. Uh, usually those hours before the draft, somebody gets a hold of something, so it'll be interesting to keep an eye on this line movement. But uh, I will go with Houston. They need a quarterback. I, 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 will, I will just uh, venture a guess and say they – 
pick their quarterback. There's obviously there's also been some rumors that the Patriots trade Mac Jones and a bunch of picks to get into this two spot and take Levis, which would still give you a win. That would be a lot of fun. I don't know that we're going to get that, but I'll go Levis here, three to one to be the second pick. I think it's a good. Well, bet. guess what, Will? In just a uh, thirty minutes since we've been uh, doing this or so, uh, he's doubled his odds. He's now plus six hundred. Oh, at Bet Rivers. See, and Will like Anderson is now minus two dollars. So interesting. Um, and we will see if these line movements are pay off. They have in the past, uh, right. in the you know in the draft. Uh, but uh, we will see. And you know, we've also heard that Houston is negotiating up and down with that twelve spot in trying to get maybe two and three. And well, it would make all the difference in the world if they took Anderson instead of uh, two and Levis three as opposed to the other way. Right. So, you know, a lot. I have Anderson at um, at plus, um, oh, I think at plus 350 to be the second pick. So at minus $2, I got value. We'll see if that pays off. All right, first defensive player, Jalen Carter. Uh, he's getting a lot of steam now to uh, to be the fifth overall pick. You like him to go a little bit uh, higher than that. Maybe the first defensive player taken at a big price. I don't think this is going to win, but at 13 to 1, I just think there's enough uncertainty where, look, we don't know anything. I think even the people doing the mock drafts that usually have the good info, Schrager, Daniel Jeremiah, they're saying, hey, this is the least accurate mock drafts we've ever put out. We have no idea what's going to happen. Right. Uh, uncertainty is good if you're a better. I think Carter, look, I, I, like I said, I don't think it's going to win, but at 13 to 1, I think a lot of people agree he's the most talented player on the field, off the field, obviously, some issues, but. Uh, at 13 to 1, there's enough to me where we, we just don't know. Where if it goes quarterback the first four, which is not impossible, uh, again, the, the Anderson line movement is concerning because these late movements are usually accurate. But if it goes quarterback the first four and Seattle likes Carter, I could see that happening. And to me, at the price, it's just it, it's worth a shot. All right. Uh, the number one uh, running back on everybody's board, but John Robinson, a uh, very good character uh, check as well. His over under is 12 and a half. Uh, you know, some people say you might go with Atlanta to eight, Philadelphia at 10, but boy, Atlanta, I don't know. They need so many more things uh, than a running back. They had a good running game last year. Uh, but uh, 12 and a half, over 12 and a half is plus 155 at Bet Rivers. I'm going to take the plus money again here again. Enough uncertainty where if you're going to give me plus money on something, I'll take it. And I just think, like you said, if you're picking in the top 10, top 12, you need a lot more than a running back. And I get he's a dynamic player. He's going to be really good. I think you can use him as, as sort of a slot receiver in the passing game. He's a tremendous player. Uh, I just don't know that we see one in the top 12. So to me, this is coin uh, just a, a coin flip whether he goes in the top 12 or not. I will take the plus money and say says he goes a little after. I would look at some of these uh, – you know, you get some of these options, who will pick a certain player, what position will go a certain player. I could see the Patriots just bucking sort of the rules here and saying, all right, we need a an explosive playmaker. Patriots could take him middle of the draft. So that's that's one I would look at, but I'm going to go over here at the plus money. All right, yesterday I gave out Nolan Smith at uh, plus 450 to go eighth to Atlanta. Paris Johnson go third to plus 350. We'll see, but here's a, a few for you. Even money shots, first of all. Saints to take a defensive lineman. They got crushed in the offseason. They just need sheer numbers. So uh, their first pick will be a defensive lineman at even money. Jacksonville breakthrough uh, season for their quarterback, and so now they need to protect him a little bit more to take an offensive lineman. That's around even money uh, at Bet Rivers, and Man, especially comparatively speaking, uh, I've seen Green Bay, their first pick to be a tight end, as low as $1.60. At Bed Rivers, you're getting plus 350 wow. 
So Green Bay, oh look, the little the little war is not over between the Packers and uh, Aaron Rodgers. They're taking a wide receiver or a tight end uh, in that first round, but three fifty is the bigger price. So I'm going to take Green Bay's first pick to be a tight end plus three fifty. Hi, Will. A- anything else before we let you go, brother? No, we sh- we sure the Buck series is over. It's not a best of nine. They're not playing another game tonight. I'm actually, you know what? I- I'm I'm happy. It's not a best of nine. I don't need to watch them anymore. I don't need to watch Booting Holes, or I just need to uh, to lick my wounds and move on. But look, when you when you're better, losing is part of it. It, it makes the win sweeter. But this was uh, this is a tough one. But this was fun. I appreciate you having me on, man. This is a it, this is a great day of the year. It's usually you get a few more NBA playoff games, and it's sort of a a buffet of NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, NFL draft full card of baseball to me this might be the best day of the sports year i think you can make a really good case that it is uh and i'm looking forward to it it's amazing just the man reading a, a piece of paper with other men's names is so entertaining <laughs> but it's like christmas i just i'm excited to open the gifts we'll have to see if the book and this is clearly the thing that uh, uh especially las vegas bookmakers uh clearly the thing that they hate the most to book and some have flat out quit booking it uh, this year didn't even put out uh, numbers some extremely limited uh limited uh, uh, very short limits and also a limited might have been the wrong, as well might have been the wrong year to stop booking it because this was a lot that, of uncertainty that's what I'm saying. yeah that you yeah you, you you kind of finishing my sentence for me will i mean is this the year where they actually you know make money uh make a turn a profit uh on it because there is certainly way more uncertainty and the line movements have been zigzagging all week long Oh, and Stroud's minus 400 to be the first pick for a while. I mean, imagine writing a bunch of Stroud minus 400 tickets. Those tickets are probably dead. I mean, you, they, they would have made money. The thing is, if they just manage the risk properly uh, and, and you you know you do like 500-hour limits and you take a bet and if it's minus 110, you don't move it 5 cents. You move it 50 cents. Then if it moves the other way, you know where the right line is. I think if they manage it properly, they could, uh, they could book this stuff and make money off it. There you go. For Will Hill, I'm Jimmy Otto on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.